Thank you so much for listening in to the Kathy Lee Parker Show. Today with me, I have insurance advisor Fred Claus. He's going to talk to us about Medicaid and Medicare. Welcome, Fred, to my show. Hi there, Kathy. I'm glad to be here. You're welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the insurance industry. Well, it's kind of a strange way because I had a, an engineering degree and after that I worked in the aerospace industry for 48 years, uh, at which point the company uh, forced me into retirement, basically. So uh, I then looked at uh, Medicare because I was already on it as a, as a client, a customer, and I decided to get a, an advisor's license here in my home state of Utah and mm-hmm. have been helping people with Medicare and Medicaid, understanding the complexities of those programs to help them get health insurance. Mm-hmm. And so how long have you been doing insurance? Uh, over five years. I started in a call center and now I'm in a, an individual broker. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're a broker already after five years. That's really good. Now tell me the difference between Medicare and Medicaid. That's a good question because they sound similar. Mm-hmm. However, they're administered by different organizations. Medicare is a federal program, which means the uh, the government in Washington D.C. manages that program. It's a health for healthcare plans for seniors age 65 or older, and people who are disabled and have been getting disability payments for 24 months or longer. Mm-hmm. Now, Medicaid, on the other hand, is a state-administered program for low-income individuals and families. In Utah, people with incomes less than 138% of the federal poverty line qualify for Medicaid. This poverty line amount is adjusted each year based on the cost of living index, and other states may have different income levels that you must be be below to qualify for Medicaid. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And how long... Does it take to get on these services? Does it take a long time? A couple of weeks? Uh, like I said, Medicare, Medicare. as soon as you turn 65 or even before then, you can apply for it. And it doesn't take long to get on Medicare. Medicaid uh, will take a little longer because of the income requirements. And and uh, you just kind of work with your state uh, insurance mm-hmm. uh, department. And... Um, in our state, it's workforce services for assistance for people with low incomes. Mm-hmm. Um, work through the process there. It might take a few months. Mm-hmm. Fred, how long have you, you've been doing this for five years and you're already a broker. That's amazing. And uh, also too, how many states are you licensed in? Are you just in Utah or? Well, right now I'm just licensed in uh, Arizona and uh, Texas, I could be when I was in a call center, I was licensed in about 20 states. Mm-hmm. But that work was all done over the phone. Uh-huh. But uh, I can I can be licensed in any state. I just uh, you know because there's a represent I can't say the word. Okay. Between the states, they have an understanding that if, if I have a license in Utah, they will generally take that in other states as well. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, and. Uh, if somebody's on Medicaid while they're on Medicare, can they do both of those, or does it have to be one or the other? 
no. Yes, you can. People can qualify for Medicaid from their state. Should mm-hmm. also apply for Medicare when they qualify. Hmm. Like I said, they can they qualify as early as three months before the month they turn 65. Uh-huh. If you do this, the insurance takes effect on the first day of your birth month. And then if you qualify for Medicaid, you can apply for lower-cost Medicare plans with a, with a more comprehensive treatment plan called the Dual Special Needs Plan. Mm-hmm. So it's an advantage to people to do to get on both if they can qualify income-wise for Medicaid. Hmm. Interesting. Well, this is good to know. And uh, so someone at 62 has to wait unless they're disability, and then they could be on Medicare. Is that correct? Yes. After two years of getting disability payments, they automatically qualify for Medicare. Wow. And then anybody at 65 and over can be on Medicare. They qualify to be on Medicare. Yes. Wow. Um, that's that's good to know. And uh, and it goes by birthdays and the, and the time. So really, can somebody fill out the paperwork like two months before their birthday or a month or 30 days before ahead of time so they can get it yeah. everything? Yes, they get they get on Medicare the first day of that month that they they were born in. Wow, and, uh, that's good enough. It's a difficult process, but uh, but it's it's good to work with a broker or an agent to look through all the details because that that's what was so hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard earlier before I got on Medicare or got the license for Medicare that it takes a a uh, rocket science to understand the Medicare and Medicaid systems and health care. So my being an engineer, I guess I, I took that chance and it, it, it is diff, it's, a complica- it's complicated, but it's understandable once you go through all the details. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any stories to tell that you had somebody who went from Medicare to Medicaid or from Medicaid to Medicare or any interesting stories that you know, it took a while, or well, the neatest story I have is about my wife. Really? Um, okay. She turned sixty-five uh, last year, and because she had a prior history of cancers and, and medical conditions, uh, I immediately put her on a plan that would give her the most benefits, and it's called a Medicare supplement plan, which we can talk about later about what what it does, but. Uh, that one costs some premiums money, but it pays everything. Every anytime she has treatments in the hospital or doctors or whatever, uh, the two plans, Medicare and Medicare supplement plans, will pay all the costs of that healthcare. So, for for me, that was an obvious no-brainer because of her preconditions. Now, most health plans, including Obamacare, cannot. Uh, cannot use preconditions to change the premiums for any person. You know, that's been one of the big things that have been talked about over the last decade. And so uh, this is this is one of those plans uh, that you can get at, at, at the age of 65. You can get that without any having to answer any health questions. Mm-hmm. So that was important to me. And it's obviously been important to my wife because she's been able to get lots of treatments without having to pay anything. Hmm. 
Well, you know, Fred, how does the original Medicare plan work? Okay, the original Medicare um, actually has five parts to it, or five different parts that you have to consider mm-hmm. when you look at health care over age 65 or disability welfare Medicare. Uh, these parts are, <laughs> interestingly enough, they're labeled by, by letters in the alphabet. So there's a Part A, Part B, Part C, and Part D, as well as this Medicare supplement plan that I was talking about just a minute ago that my wife is on now. Uh, anyway, the original Medicare Part A covers all in-hospital medical treatments. Medicare pays 80% of the Medicare allowable costs. The patient would have to pay the remaining 20%. The providers bill for some amount, which is then adjusted down to the Medicare allowable amount. Uh, Medicare Part B covers all medical treatments like doctors and specialists that occur outside the hospital. Mm -hmm. Again, Medicare pays 80% of the contracted allowable cost, and you and I would have to pay the remaining 20%. Mm-hmm. Now, Part C is a plan that we can enroll in that covers both Part A, Part B, and Part D. Mm-hmm. Part C plans are administered by private insurance companies instead of Part A and B, which are managed by the federal government. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's Medicare Part A and Part B are the original Medicare plan. And uh, you can you can get on that when you turn 65 or you're disabled for two years. Or you can look at some of these other options that I was mentioning and I can explain in more detail later. Hmm. Interesting. Well, how can I get a replacement uh, Medicaid card? Is there anything like I can do that if I lose my Medicaid card? Yeah, the top agency in the government is the Social Security Agency that handles uh, Medicare mm-hmm. and uh, and that's where you would contact for an for a new card. Um, okay, so you go through the Social Security to get a new card. Is that correct? Yeah, that's how that's how you also sign up for Part A and Part B. Actually, Part A uh, is done automatically when you turn sixty five. They'll send you Social Security will send you the the card with Part A on it. Mm-hmm. But in order to get the Part B, you have to request that from Social Security, and you have to you know, apply for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are they expensive? Are they expensive to have to have Part A and Part B? Part A is no cost to us as long as you or your husband has worked for uh, ten years, basically, or forty quarters, uh, and paid. Uh, the taxes, pay the um, Social Security taxes. Mm-hmm. So that, that Part A doesn't cost us anything. However, there is uh, the Medicare premium for Part B. And that one, everyone that gets on Medicare has to pay the monthly Part Part B, the monthly okay. premium okay. for the B. And Every year it goes up a little bit, but uh, for this year, 2021, it's around $147 uh, that everybody has to pay. Uh, this this premium of $147 is usually taken out of your social, social security payment that you receive. Mm-hmm. 
if you're receiving your Social Security by that time. Mm-hmm. And the only people who the only people who don't have to pay this hundred and forty seven dollars a month are people that are fully dual eligible, which means they're both on both Medicaid and Medicare. And uh, and so they don't have to pay basically depending on the plan that they're on, which is based on their income also for Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of those will just pay the, the state will pay the hundred forty-seven dollars for their Part B premium. Can um, if you have a younger spouse at sixty-two, so they do they still have to wait until they're sixty-five, even though their companion is getting the Medicare? Do they still have to wait until they're sixty-five? Yes, yeah, that was the case for my wife. She. She was on a different health plan, mm-hmm. uh, Obamacare actually, or the Affordable Care Act health plans. Mm-hmm. And then uh, because the premium went up so high, we put her on a what's called a. Um, uh, my mind just went blank. Okay. It's, it's a co-op. It's a co-op where people pay in a smaller amount. And then they all share the costs. Oh, that, that was available. Okay. But as soon as she as soon as she turned sixty five, I got her on Medicare because it's a really good insurance mm-hmm. for the coverage that it gives us. Mm-hmm. And there's A, B, C, and D. Tell me a little yeah. bit about the C and D. Uh, okay, the C is an option. It's also administered by the by a private insurance company, and it covers Part A, Part B, and and Part D. Part D being the prescription plan, and so it, it allows you to uh, basically get the same benefits, and in many cases, better benefits, more benefits than just staying with Part A and Part B. Mm-hmm. You only have to deal with one insurance card instead of a Medicare card and a prescription drug plan card. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I failed to mention that to you earlier. When you when you have Part A and Part B, your mm-hmm. prescriptions aren't covered yet, which means you have to actually also purchase a Part D uh, plan, which covers the prescriptions. That's wise uh, to do that. You want to do that, right? We all want to do yes, that when we reach 65. You need to do that, yeah. Yeah. Or In you, fact, you need, to, you need to do that even if you don't take any prescriptions at the time. Right. Because uh, if later on, two or three years later, you end up having to need prescriptions from your doctors, uh, then you, you uh, may have a penalty for not having signed up to for your prescription drug plan at the time that you were eligible for it, which mm-hmm. was at age 65. Does this all come out of your Social Security? You know, if you're getting Social Security, uh, would A, I know you mentioned A and B does. Can you have C yes. and D be taken out of your Social Security too so you don't have to worry about it? You know how people well, well, that are in their yeah, 70s yeah. and a little bit older, they you know, they can't, sometimes can't remember everything. So... Yes. Well, part part uh, A is is no charge to you. Part B would come out of your Social Security uh, payments in, mm-hmm. in most cases, although you don't have to do that. You can pay it 
Mm-hmm. Uh, through your bank account or whatever. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But, uh, but the Part C is through a private company. So if there is a premium, a monthly premium for a Part C or a Part D for that matter, mm-hmm. you would just pay that to the pri- private insurance company that handles hmm. those two plans, Medicare plans. And what if I can't afford my Medicare premiums? What can I do? Uh, part B, the only way, like I said, everybody pays that, that has Part A and Part B, mm-hmm. or has Medicare. Uh, even if you have a plan, part plan C, which is through a private company, you still have to pay them a federal government $147 this year per month. Mm-hmm. If you cannot afford that, the only really option is that, that you apply for Medicaid if your income is low enough. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, that uh, if you have the right uh, statistics, basically, or incomes and, and other uh, access things, if you have those and qualify for Medicaid, then a lot of the plans that are available to you with having both Medicare and Medicaid would pay that $147. The state would pay that uh-huh. through Medicaid. Hmm. Interesting. And all the other, the other uh, plans... You would have to, if there are premiums, monthly premiums for those plans, uh, you would have to pay those right to the insurance company. Hmm. Yeah. And the, those companies usually can set up um, basically uh, auto pay through your bank accounts. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about missing payments and those kinds of things. Yeah, because you don't want to. And because, you know, the older you get, I hate to say our bodies do break down to an extent hopefully you know be a while but you know some people stay pretty healthy into their 60s you know and and start having issues in their 70s and early 80s and uh we get forgetful once in a while i forget to pay a bill (laughs) okay for for, uh, okay utilities or whatever Mm -hmm. but uh I just say because um, my husband's father's still alive and still doing well, and he's 96 years old, and you know he's on all this stuff, but not um, yeah. Medicare. But he's on Medicare. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's on Medicare, but not Medicaid. But uh, yeah. you know, he, he's he's got all A, B, and C, D. You know, just to cover yeah. his stuff. Well, there's 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 a way to get uh, younger children of older people like that to have uh, the authority basically to, to 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 talk to Medicare, to talk to the state for Medicaid, to talk to providers or everybody, uh, as long as they are given the authority from their their parent. Mm-hmm. So they think they, they can handle some of those things that you're, you know, that you're bringing up, the current concerns they might have about managing things properly hmm. because of their age. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother, my mother's still alive. My father's gone, but my mother's still alive, and she's eighty-four years old. It's so cute. She goes, "I only take two pills," and she goes, "I take one for my my blood pressure, and then another teeny little blue pill." But I don't know what it is, but I take it anyway. <laughs> it's so funny, but she's not hardly on anything either, and she's eighty-four years old, and I yeah. just admire her for. You know, she goes to the doctors every six months, does a, you know, little checkup. 
because of her age, but uh, yeah. I'm very thankful for her, you know, her health. And of course, I think it's genetic because my grandparents live into their 90s, late 90s. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very lucky on that. As a matter of fact, I even had a great uncle who lived to 117. Out of Ohio, yeah. So, but I know people are living longer. And my family looks at me. We need somebody who lives a long time. They look at me and I go, well, don't look at me. I'm not going to live to 110. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't, but you never know because the way things are nowadays, people are living longer and longer and longer. And it's grateful that there is something out there at 65, you know, because some people really need the help, like you're wife you said earlier and a few other than there's some who don't they're still plugging along and you know biking and doing all kinds of outdoor activities but it's still nice to have medicare now what if you're you know you're eligible for medicare do you need to take it or could you hold off on it for a while if you're working and have good health insurance uh Yes, if you're working for a company and you have good health insurance, you uh, you will get you will get Medicare Part A, mm -hmm. and usually the companies will will be happy that you're on A because it helps with hospital costs. Uh -huh. But you don't have to be on Part B, and you can wait. Uh, you can stay on your uh, health insurance from your company until you retire from that company, and at that point you pick up Part B and then go through these steps that we've been talking about mm -hmm. and choosing you know, which way you want to go with it. Do you want to stay with original Medicare uh -huh. or go with some of these other private companies? Uh, so let me repeat this one more time for my audience as well as myself. So I could be still working, say that I'm 65 or 66, but I don't need to get on anything, but I'm eligible for Medicare, but I can still... Is it still being, am I being taxed or taking that out of my pay or anything, the Part A, or just, no, it's just well, given to no, me? No, Part A doesn't cost anything. Okay, and that's right. Since, that's you're not, since you're not going on Part B, you know, there wouldn't be any cost at that point. Okay, so you know, I'm still working, but my company provides me golden health insurance, and um, yes. I just stick with that because until I'm ready to quit, and then when I'm ready to quit, then I want to come and get on B and probably C and D because I probably want the prescription by then. And, uh, oh, okay. Well, that's not bad. So yeah. so say that somebody works. That, uh -huh. You have to be careful that this, if the company insurance stops, then you need to get on Part B and Part D. Part B or, and D. Or Part C. Okay. If you prefer. Okay. Uh, uh, because, again, there's penalties if you don't sign up for Part B or Part D mm -hmm. when you are, you know, when you need to, when you lose the, the company insurance. Well, yeah, but hopefully they give you time, like, you know, two weeks or, you know, two to three weeks and go get uh, something. They, they actually give you 63 days. Oh, that's, that's plenty of time. That should give anybody plenty of time to get get on to their you know the other parts of the medicare yeah, it takes a takes, takes a while to get on them oh it does anyway. but what if you register because you turn 65 you still got to register for your medicare a no matter what you still got to do it 
and then you're in the system, right? And then say, for example, somebody has you for their agent, and then you just pick up the phone call and say, hey, my insurance, they gave me a notice. I won't have insurance for 30 days. Um, can you help me so that I, when those 30 days die out, I'm, you know, I got part B, et cetera. Is that correct? Because usually yes. if an insurance company is going to die out from a company, they usually give everybody at least 20 days or 30 day notice. I noticed that. Right. So they'll get, they have to, I know that's by law. They have to let the people right. know so they can find some form of means for insurance and for those who are, are over 65. And forgive me that there are people out there working in their 60s, going on to their 70s, and they're still out there working. Oh, yes. They don't want to retire yet. They're, they just, uh, they told me, they tell me I'm not ready to retire yet. I'm too busy enjoying what I'm doing with my work and, and, uh, uh, enjoy working. So, yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, and I said, that, you know, exactly right. There's a lot more people working past 65 than there used to be. Right. Uh, but as you get close to that time, say, you can talk to any, an agent or a broker like me, uh, six okay. months before you turn, before you decide to retire. Right. And at that point, we, we can educate people on all these different plans and, cho and choices that are there and all the questions to answer and all that mm -hmm. to prepare for the time when you actually do retire. And so that's, that's something I would advise people to do is to get as much information as they can well before uh, they actually take that step of retiring and losing their uh, company insurance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a very wise advice there is to make sure they start, you know, pick things up before they end up quitting their job or, or anything like that. Now, with Medicare, you know, even if you are working and stuff, it still follows you no matter what job you have, you're still covered, correct? Okay, that's Medicare, good. As long as you're paying the monthly premiums. You know what, uh, Fred? By the time I, Fred, by the time I reach sixty-five, they're gonna say, "Oh, you have to be sixty-eight or seventy to get Medicare." <laughs> I'm so afraid because every time I get closer to my age, they, they move it up, and like I can't get oh, Social Security. Yeah. Well, I that, can't that, do that. That's, that's for the social security payments, yeah. Yeah, but what happens uh -huh. if Medicare? What if they decide to change it to sixty-eight or seventy by the time I get to sixty-five? I, I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything like that. I think that would uh, um, make the public very irate that the government. Uh, the government has to make sure that these plans are well funded and are not going to go away because. It's it's critical, obviously, for the health of seniors, mm -hmm. and uh, we we you know we should not drop the ball on that one. Right. Yeah. And also, too. So, what do you see is going to happen in twenty twenty one? Do you see that we're moving forward in a good pace with Medicare? Yeah. Yeah. The, the biggest not surprise, but. Biggest, biggest thing I saw happening from last year to this year is that uh, for the Plan C's, the private insurances, 
have actually gotten pretty smart uh-huh. about people's health because uh, I don't know if you know, there's a connection between dental health and physical health. Uh-huh. That is, if you have tooth problems, that can uh, translate into problems with the rest of your body. Some other issues happen. And so, mm-hmm. so what they're doing this year, which I think is pretty smart of them, at least in the, the state that I'm licensed in, mm-hmm. is that the insurance companies are adding comprehensive dental care as a, a um, benefit to people who get on these Part C plans. And in some cases, it's my my daughter in Arizona can actually get $4,000 allowance towards uh, what they call comprehensive dental things, which are the root canals, the caps, the the expensive parts that you have to pay as a dentist. And I think that's the biggest change I've seen in a long time. And uh, I think it's very, very wise of them to do that because it might help them in the long run prevent other diseases. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, well, we'll be right back after these messages. So, Fred, hold on, and we're going to go into a commercial break. Hey, this is Sabrina, the owner of Math Beast EQ'd. I believe mathematics is the most important subject students should learn, but sometimes traditional schooling isn't enough. I have a classroom space in Bluffdale, Utah, or we can use Google Meet or Skype. Call me at 385-515-8600. Let's help your student become a beast at math so they can be a beast at life. Hi, my name is Drusilla. I am the founder and owner of Drusilla's Closet. I've created a unique system to organize your pantry and kitchen. The system also works great in various parts of your home and garage. Also in my closet, I have unique furniture, art, and decor. You can find us on Facebook, Drusilla's Closet, or call at 435-224-9266. Hey, this is Rocktop Construction. Rocktop is a family-owned business based out of Utah. We specialize in replacing worn or storm-damaged roofs and understand how to assist homeowners with property claims. For reliable service and the best value on a quality and energy-efficient roof, call Rocktop Construction at 801-567-1234. We have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Again, that's 801-567-1234 to find out more about how we can protect your home. Hidden Home Horse Rescue Foundation. We are a 501c3 nonprofit that rescues both wild and domestic horses and other equine that are either unwanted, neglected, abused, or their humans move. Hidden Home helps rehabilitate them to be used in equine therapy to help those in need. We could use your support. You can contact us at 801-910-2698. I'm sitting here with uh, Fred Claus. He's the insurance advisor. We are talking about Medicare and Medicaid. So, Fred, tell me, now, if I send my um, stuff into for my coverage, do I have to send that in? How do I take care of my bills with Medicare and Medicaid? Well, every time you go see a doctor or 
going to the hospital or the ER, emergency, emergency room, you show your Medicare cards, mm -hmm. medical cards. Okay. So if you're on original Medicare, you would show them their what's called the red, red, white, and blue card. Mm -hmm. And uh, it has all the information, the Medicare information that they need. Uh, if you have a Part C, you would call, you would show just the um, medical card that you get from whichever company you're going with for Part C. Mm -hmm. uh, also, if you're going to a, a pharmacy, you'd have with original Medicare, you'd have a Part D card for mm -hmm. a company that covers your medications. Okay. You have those cards with you all the time, and uh, once they get that information, the providers, either the pharmacy, the doctors, the hospital, whoever you go to see for med uh, healthcare mm -hmm. uh, treatments, uh, then they would do the billing to uh, the Medicare. Okay. Or Medicaid, if 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 you're also on Medicaid, and do you, you get a with the Medicaid office? Mm -hmm. Do you get a bill in the in the mail, like a bill in the mail, both uh, mail or email? Yes, they they do get a lot of uh, paperwork in the mails. To okay. Us. Uh, it's a, it's a kind of a, not not a convoluted process, but it takes several steps to get through the whole system. Mm -hmm. So you start out with a Medicare card. They send it to if you're dual, if you're Medicaid and Medicare, they would send it to the state Medicaid office. Okay. Which then coordinates that office coordinates with Medicare, the federal government, to manage the reimbursements to the healthcare providers. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, my experience is that, uh, say on a Part C plan, I get uh, I get a statement from Medicare and saying. This is the treatment. This is the allowable cost, and this is what uh, what is remaining. And that then goes to the private insurance company if you have a Part C plan, mm -hmm. and they go through the insurance company pays their share of it of the allowable Medicare allowable amount. Mm -hmm. And once that happens, there may be still some left over uh, that you would have to pay. So there's like three steps that it goes through before you ever see a bill or some some uh, statement that says you owe them you know ten dollars or 150 dollars or whatever depending on the treatment mm -hmm. what if i'm on medicare card medicaid excuse me medicaid and uh i got a claim do i have to send that in no okay no, again uh, the provider whoever gives you the health treatment Okay. Send it right to the state Medicaid office. Okay. Same thing with Medicare. Everything's all taken care of. The claims yes, are okay. Yes. Good. That's what I need to know. Yeah. Now, if I like to cover, if I like the coverage, I have used the original Medicare. Do I need to make a change if I want to upgrade or up or downsize my Medicare? Now, there's certain times of the year that you can. Uh, make changes oh. to, your, to your plan. Uh, right now, if you like Medicare, original Medicare, and you're on it, and you're paying the, the co-insurance, then no, there's no. There are two reasons to change from original Medicare. Mm -hmm. Both are based on the value of the other options. 
As I mentioned earlier, with original Medicare, you will have to pay 20% of all Part A and Part D services. Okay. Now, with a with a major illness or or surgery, you could find yourself with a huge bill to pay. If you want to not have to pay that huge bill, uh, then you should consider either a Medicare supplement plan, like the one my wife is on, mm-hmm. or and, and Medicare supplements pay most or if not all of the 20% co-insurance. But these these plans do have monthly premiums, so there is a cost to them, more more cost than there would be on a plan C plan. Mm -hmm. The other option you can do, if you don't like this 20% co-insurance you have to pay with original Medicare, uh, is to look at a, a, they call Medicare Advantage plans or MAPD plans. Or, or the plan C, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what they have much lower, they have what? much lower monthly premiums. Okay. Such, as low as zero dollars a month. What about? You ask yeah. What about Medigap? I've heard that a lot. And yeah, it, that's that's another name for Medicare supplement. Oh, right. that's more of the insurance yeah. card. Uh, Yes, it also has an insurance card with it, and it pays the 20% in most cases. The original Medicare doesn't pay. So Medigap steps in and helps pay that 20%. Uh, No, it's not Medicare that pays it. It's an insurance company. Okay. So tell me... It's not the federal government. Tell me a little bit about Medigap. Okay. Again, Medigap supplements... uh, is guaranteed to not look at pre preconditions mm-hmm. when you turn 65. It's guaranteed. You can buy it at that point, and it'll it'll pay the 20% coinsurance that uh, original Medicare does not pay. Um, so anytime you go to a doctor or a hospital and get treatments or whatever, Medicare Part A and B will pay 80%, and and these Medigap, Medigap plans or Medicare supplement plans will pay the other 20%. So, so it, uh, it's, a, it's an advantage from that perspective, although the insurance companies that run these uh, Medigap plans do uh, charge a monthly premium for those. And it varies depending on uh, which plan you get. There's all, all different levels of plans you can get. And uh, the plan it's called a plan F, uh, which plays which pays pay most of the twenty percent coinsurance in, in all cases. So mm-hmm. uh, the other the other option you have uh, not to have that twenty percent coinsurance is to go with a plan C, or called a Medicare Advantage plan, or it's also called an MAPD plan, which have much lower monthly premiums. Uh, in most cases, like in this state, they, there's quite a few that are $0 premiums. However, when we use those to get our health care, there are co-pays and co-insurances basically for all medical services except preventative services. Mm-hmm. Preventative services have $0 costs as well with all the plans. And these Plan C plans have, include benefits as good or better than original, the original Medicare. Most of them also provide additional benefits and services that original Medicare does not provide. 
one of those things is the dental plan, the dental plan for comprehensive dental work that I just mentioned a few months, minutes ago that just come into uh, being in 2021, which are that's a huge benefit. Wow. We get uh, allowance for dental work. Anyway, um, most of them, uh, all MAPD plans also have specified limits for the annual maximum out-of-pocket, which gives the patient a cost ceiling, basically, that cannot be exceeded in any one year, in 2021. Uh, this ceiling or this limit in cost is in the $5,000 to $8,000 range. Uh, for example, if you have a major health problem staying in the hospital several days, you mentioned your husband having a bill to look at of, what, over $100,000? No, he just said over $100. His bill is $100. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, for major surgery or major health problems where you're in the hospital for several days, the bill could be $100,000, but you only have to pay that somewhere between $5,000 and $8,000. My husband doesn't, he doesn't have that. He's got good health insurance. But um, he yeah. works for a company, plus he has their health insurance and plus Medicare. So he's, he's in good hands. But, um, right. and uh, yeah, he had just a little bump there. But anyway, tell me about um, HMO. Tell me a little about that. I hear yes. that too out there. That's a type, that's a type of a plan C plan. Mm -hmm. It's called a health maintenance organization, uh, which means you have to stay within their network, uh, within their organization. If you go outside of that, that network, the health insurance may not, uh, you may not have any coverage with them. If you go outside their doctor system, their hospital systems, and all that. So you have to make sure that the doctor that you go to, your primary care physician, and any specialists, and also the hospitals that are in your area that you live in, mm -hmm. uh, you have to make sure that those are in that HMO system for that particular uh, insurance company. Wow. Is, um, covering you with a plan C. Are most hospitals carry the HMO? Or is it you just have uh, to really find that? When you when you get ready to sign up for, uh, apply for, if you want to go with a Part C, uh, that's one of the things that agents and health advisors like I have to do is make sure that your doctor uh, is covered under that HMO and is plan even though it has an agreement with the insurance company for that particular HMO plan. Also, the hospitals that you want to go to, and that all has to be checked out before you sign up for it. So that's that's an important aspect that uh, is additional to the Part C plans. Hmm. What if, uh, for some reason, I end up, you know, I got out of the original Medicare plan, but then I, can I come back into it and be uh, covered? Medicare, yes. Okay, yes. that's good to know. Okay. Uh, supplemental insurance is another story. Oh, really? Yeah. You've got to be careful. Uh, once you get this, what I call the guaranteed issue of a uh, Medigap or Med Med Medicare supplement insurance at age 65. Uh -huh. uh, if, say, you're age 66 and you something didn't work very well for you, you'd like to try Part C or go back to the original Medicare, if, if you do that, 
and then uh, later on you want to change back to a Medicare plan or a MedSub plan, you may not be able to get it, either that or they will start asking medical questions, which could increase your premiums if you had some serious health issues in the meantime. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And in what state, you know, health insurance is this program? What if the state health insurance, is there a state health insurance um, assistant program? Is there anything out there? Oh, you have to check with the, the state. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was going to tell you this, that's right from the federal government, what they say about state pharmacy assistance programs. Uh, many states have state pharmacy assistance programs that help certain people pay for prescription drugs based on financial need, age, or medical condition. To find out if there's a state pharmacy assistance program in your state and how it works, call your state health insurance assistance program, or an acronym SHIP, S-H-I-P. And uh, in most cases, you can get the, the phone number for your state uh, SHIP department uh, by getting on the Medicare uh, website, medicare.gov. Mm -hmm. So it, it depends on the state. And it's, it looks like it's mainly for uh, for medication costs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, how would somebody in Utah, Nevada, and did you say Texas? What other states uh, do? You... Arizona and Texas is where I'm. I'm also licensed right now. Okay. But I can be licensed in Nevada or Washington State, actually. Okay. And how would someone get a hold of you to talk more? in detail on Medicare and Medicaid? Yes, if you other, have other questions, uh, I would be glad to help you understand uh, the details of these plans. Uh, you can just call me on my, uh, on my phone number and I'll give it to you right now. It's 800, I'm sorry, it's 801-400-4389. And my name is Fred, and uh, I'd be glad to answer any questions that you may have and, and uh, help you understand this complicated, complicated uh, system that uh, is available. But it may be complicated, but I think it's also one of the best health plans that we can get if we're not employed you know, by a really good company that gives us good insurance. That's good. And... So, uh... I have a question that, you know, it's a little bit off the t subject here, but it has to do with health insurance and stuff and Medicaid and Medicare, but due to the economy, the way it's up and down and people losing their jobs and getting a little nervous or maybe their pension or something gets, you know, backed up or something or Social Security, but how, what do we do if that happens? Would Medicare still protect us are you talking about uh, job uh, loss or something that happened about seniors yes yes yeah just in the senior senior uh, age group uh, yeah if somehow they're like you're saying they lost income lost a job like we a lot of people experienced this last year 2020 uh, they can apply for Medicaid at that point. 
and you can uh, get into Medicaid, and when everything goes back to rosy again, you get your job back or whatever, then you drop Medicaid, so you come in and out of Medicaid, mm -hmm. and the, uh, the health insurance will adjust for that. In other words, you can, you can uh, just let the company know mm -hmm. that uh, you're you not qualified for Medicaid, or when you stop qualifying for Medicaid, uh, you can change your insurance. And you, what that is called during the year, there are certain times when you can make changes to your plans. One is called the annual enrollment period. It's from October 15th to December 7th. And you can make any change you want to at that time mm -hmm. uh, in the plans. Go to back to Part A and B, original Medicare, or stay on a, go on a different Part C plan, different uh, MAPD plan. And you can also do some of that in the, in, the, in the first quarter of the next year, which is we're in right now, from January 1st to March 31st. Wow. You make changes to, to just the MAPD plans, not anything else. Mm -hmm. or maybe Part D plan, a prescription drug plan. Uh, then the other uh, the other six months in between the rest of the year, uh, if you have what's called a special election period, and there are certain rules and requirements of something that happens, maybe you move to a different location, a different state, whatever, that gives you a special election period where you can make a change to a plan that's available wherever you move to, because they do change. Mm -hmm. uh, and and that has to be noted. You know, you have to make those changes uh, when you when those things happen in your life. So, I have yeah, one. So I have a question. It's out of the blue. What about if you travel in the states? Are you still covered with your Medicare? Okay. Or Medicaid? Uh, again, uh, are you still covered with Medicaid if you're traveling? Uh, to from uh, Washington State to New York. Well, you just you just threw me for a loop because I, I don't know about Medicaid because Medicaid is a state. Okay, state funded state. thing. But what if you're traveling? Oh yes, you don't know about the traveling. But what about Medicare? Yeah. Say that I am traveling yeah. to on London, Medicare, London, yeah, on Medi and something happened over there overseas, overseas. Yeah. yeah. Straight uh, Part A and Part B Medicare, the original Medicare, will not cover anything outside the United States. Wow. Um, but Part C, those uh, private insurance plans, mm -hmm. they will cover emergency uh, treatments that you have to have okay. overseas or wherever. Okay. Up to a certain limit. Okay. A certain limit of what they will cover. But they will they will cover that, and there's also with Part C, if you if you're on vacation going to New York or Florida, uh, wherever, uh, there's certain plans, certain um, companies that give us plans in Part C, mm -hmm. where they will actually allow you to go to doctors or hospitals in another state, as long as they also also have an agreement also. Are contracted with that same insurance company. Okay. So you know, there's there's about eight different insurance companies, and uh, most of them have that, those kind of agreements with other for other states. Hmm. Okay. Well, I have some seniors I would like to send your way because I know they do some traveling, and I don't think they know 
I mean, they think they travel in the United States. They're not going out right. of the country. But um, maybe once in a blue moon they do, but they need to talk to you <laughs> just to make sure that all their T's and dots are, are tied. They're my neighbors, and I kind of concerned about them because I know they travel a lot, and uh, hopefully they got their, you know, their coverage with their Medicare. And uh, yeah, so they're yeah, the right plan with the right insurance company, and that's something they can check with. Yeah, company, but it's nice to, you know, just to get it looked at, you know, make sure they get, they're okay. But anyway, oh, yeah. once again, give out your information for them to contact you at. Do that one more time. Okay, it's, it's Fred Kloss. Last name is K L A A S S, and I can be contacted for answers to questions at. 801-400-4389. Okay. I appreciate, you, appreciate visiting with you, Kathy. You're welcome. And I'm, for everybody listening in, I will have that on the profile as well. And uh, and I'll have your your email as well. Can I give them your email? That would be, you know, I'll have that out there as well. In case they can't call That's you, fine. but they can email you with some questions. Because I know everybody always has questions. Um but anyway, but I would like to thank you so much, Fred, for being on my show. And uh, I would like you to come back in, you know, to, in the summertime and give us an update on anything happening in 2021. How's that sound, Fred? That's fine. Okay. Well, you have a nice evening. And thank you so much for coming on my show. And we will get back with you soon. Okay, Fred? Okay, thank you. Okay. Same to you. Okay. Talk to you Bye -bye. soon. I'd like to thank everybody for listening in to the Kathy Lee Parker Show. If you have any questions or concerns or anybody you'd like to talk to, emails that have been on my show, please give me, uh, you know, contact me by my email. And that's Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, L-E-E, Parker, P-A-R-K-E-R, at live.com. That's Kathy Lee Parker at live.com. And... Give me your feedback. Talk to you soon, and you have a great day. Bye-bye.